an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, today on the podcast, I have Emily Fletcher, and she is the owner of Ziva Meditation, and she has trained over 50,000 people in how to meditate. And she's released a book that's called Stress Less, Accomplish More, and it's been translated into 14 different languages. Emily is so passionate about meditation, and she has created a kids course now, which is so adorable. She partnered with Sesame Street, Harvard, a clinical psychologist, and a puppeteer to create this unique course for kids. Now, I want to remind you how important it is that we work on our childhood trauma and build these skills on how to be more resilient and more emotionally intelligent so that we can be kinder and healthier in the future because there is a link between childhood trauma and chronic illness, mental illness, and addiction later in life. So Emily is on the show today to share all that she's done about her journey to meditation. She used to be a Broadway star, and she's used these skills now to help children to learn how to meditate. So without further ado, here is Emily Fletcher. Let's get started. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Today on the podcast, I have Emily Fletcher, and I am so excited to talk to her. We have met uh, several times at past conferences and things like that. She is an amazing human being who is bringing so much joy and resilience to the world. So that's why I wanted to invite her onto the show. She has a new program that she just released around helping kids to become more resilient, emotionally intelligent, and kinder, really. So I've talked on the podcast before about how childhood trauma can lead to mental illness, addiction, and chronic illness later in life. And we want to definitely help this younger generation so that we can have a healthier generation later on. So that is what she has created. She also has an adult online meditation course, which is really fantastic. So you can talk about that, Emily. And then, well, first of all, welcome to the show, Emily. (laughs) Yay! I know. I think we're so excited. We're both like, wait, just let me, I have so much to share and say. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I am so glad to have you. I mean, you partnered with Harvard and Sesame Street and a clinical psychologist to and yourself, obviously, to create this program for kids to build this resilience in children. And, I, and, and it is so adorable. You all have to go check it out. The, I mean, the Z bunny is just so cute and you're dancing and singing. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, meditation can be or can feel, I should say, to a lot of people so like out of the realm of possibility because it just seems hard, which is really funny because you're just sitting and you're just quiet. <laughs> but it's, you know, the mind is a dangerous place to go alone, right? That's what people say, you know? So I can understand why we need to get to the children at a young age and teach them that this is really something that you can incorporate the rest of your life. And I am always talking to my son about mindfulness and 
you know, he knows about tapping and things like that. And like, we were watching a game the other night, a basketball game, the final four. And one of the guys made the shot at the last second. And I was like, you know, like, you see what he did there? Like, he was just so focused. He was in control of his emotions. He was able to shoot and do what was asked of him. And he had done it so many times. And this is, you know, something that you want to balance. You want to have the athleticism, but you also want to have the mindset, you know, be able to control how you're feeling and what you're doing. And then I, then, then the next game, the team seemed to be choking. And I was like, see, see how, you know, you have to be in a master of your emotions and try to stay in the game and just say, this is just a game. You know, I want to do the best I can. So anyway, there's so many, you know, reasons why these kids need to learn these things, because I do think they will be better people, better humans, better athletes, better artists, better, whatever, and just kinder and healthier, actually, really, that's the best part. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes, preach it, sister. Preach it. Yes, right. So tell us <laughs> how did you you're using that, you know, like real time, like, hey, we're doing something for fun and entertaining. And you're incorporating these lessons of like, hey, if you want to be the best at whatever it is that you love doing, you're gonna have to play the internal game as well. It's not just about your muscles, it's not just mm-hmm. about the dance rehearsal, it's not just about the outfit. You actually have to have this inner game going on as well. And that's exactly what Ziva Kids is designed to help kids do, but in a really fun and energetic entertaining way so they're not just it's not just like boring sitting there like you said you're like it's everyone thinks it's hard but really you're just sitting there and it's like well no sitting there is torture like that's (laughs) like pain that's like punishment you're in timeout Mm -hmm. and you don't want to introduce meditation to kids in a way that feels like a timeout Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I love that please tell us how you got into meditation yeah so I used to be on Broadway I was singing dancing acting for 10 years started having insomnia going gray getting sick getting injured And it's confusing. You know, I I had achieved the goal I wanted since I was a kid and I was miserable. And so I found meditation to cure my insomnia, stopped going gray, didn't get sick for eight and a half years. And so I was like, why does everyone not do this? Left Broadway, went to India, started a three-year training process to teach. And then since graduating, have taught 50,000 people to meditate. My book has been translated into 14 languages. And it's been so cool to see like the world waking up to, hey, we can't just caffeinate all day and sleeping and drink ourselves to sleep at night and then wonder why we're all getting sick at an early age. And so I think people are more and more waking up to like, oh, right. Stress is responsible for 90% of all doctor's visits. You know, maybe I should be aware of what I'm ingesting into my brain and mind. So it's been a really like exciting time to be a part of this like internal revolution. Mm-hmm. And then after teaching adults for 10 years, people were like, please, can you teach kids? Please, can I share this with my kids? It's, I, it's helped me. I want to share it with my kids. And I was like, no, no, I don't teach kids. <laughs> but then finally, when I became a mom, I have a two and a half year old son. And I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you did an awesome job. You knocked it out of the park. So, and I'm so grateful that you did that for all of us. So yeah, and your son is so cute. He's adorable. And so do, do, are you able to teach him any of this stuff? Because he is really young. I, I didn't really start too much too early. Yeah, so he's two and a half and he has watched Ziva Kids and he loves it, but he doesn't really get much screen time and I'm like his best friend. So it's like his his only friend, me, and then this adorable puppet named Z Bunny. So he loves it, but he's not a great data point because it's one, the only video he gets it <laughs> too. I'm like his only friend. So he's like, look, mommy. <laughs> That's awesome. um, so, but that said, I am amazed at what he retains, even at two and a half. So in the course, we represent like big emotions as stormies. So there's the mad stormy and the sad stormy and the scared stormy. 
And now that's how my son talks about emotions. He's like, oh, I'm feeling sad stormies. And and there's a movement that we do with Z-Bunny where we like shake out the stormies. And, and my son will do that now. And so even though he's only two and a half, like it's going in, he's retaining it. And I mean, again, he's a terrible data point, but he has meditated <laughs> with me like three times for 22 minutes. Wow. <laughs> but again, like this is what I do for a living and he knows how much I love it. And he right. can see how important it is to me. And he's not really meditating. He's just sitting there. But still, to have a two-and-a-half-year-old sit quietly in a room for 22 minutes is a big deal. <laughs> it is a huge deal. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. I do think that, you know, that obviously he was, you know, in your body while you were meditating and learning all those things. So I think he got a lot of those imprints as well. Yeah. Um, my son seems to take to meditation as well and energy healing. He So a couple nights ago, we were playing this game. And I said, I know who's going to win. I was like, Becca's going to win. And he went, so he, actually it was a couple of weeks ago. So he says to me last night, he goes, mom, how did you know that Becca was going to win? I'm like, well, I asked myself a question and I said, who's going to win this game? And then Becca highlighted herself <laughs> to me. Like she, all my attention was drawn on Becca. So I knew she was going to win. And he goes, so like, how did, like, that's really cool. Can I try that? I was like, yes, you can, you can try your own way, you know, but that's how I did it. And so we have these conversations at night, you know, where he's like, I want to be just like you, mom. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. You said that? <laughs> he did. He grabbed my face and he put his hand on my face and he said, mom, I want to be just like you. Come on. I know. It's, it's, every it's, mom lives for. <laughs> and and if, if, any, if anybody hasn't seen my son, he is a jock through and through. He plays soccer. He plays football. He watches games all day you know, like games on TV if he could. And so he also has this dynamic where he loves cooking and baking and, you know, is into energy healing and meditation and things like that. So it's really cool to see this divine masculine coming forward. But anyway, yeah. So it's so important that we have these conversations with the kids because they're open to it when they're little, right? It kind of, their brain state hasn't changed. He's, he's almost seven. So I'm getting worried about, you know, what it's going to look like on the other side of seven, because that's when their brain waves change. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, yeah, you're going to be great. And so like, just so everyone knows, like kids are in a, almost a hypnotic state. It's like a meditative state until they're around eight, which is when the prefrontal cortex starts to really get developed. And also they change from being like an alpha theta state and moving into more of a, it's not beta yet. They go into beta around 12. Is it alpha? Oh, I can't remember right now. It might, like the theta might go away and it's more alpha mm-hmm. until around 12 when they go into beta. But I, and I don't think it's gamma because that's sleeping. So I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm missing well, Delta. Wait, Delta, I thought was sleeping. I'm, I forgot. <laughs> Whatever. We'll, I, we'll post, I think like, it's Kappa, Kappa, Gamma, Delta, Delta, Delta. We're in all the sororities. <laughs> but the thing to know is that there is a switch from like a more meditative hypnotic state around right. eight. And then they're in that sort of preteen from eight to 12. And then there's another shift at 12 where the, it becomes more stressy, which is no surprise to anyone who has a preteen. But it's also why inside of Ziva Kids, we have two separate courses. There's right. one for four to eight-year-olds. And then there's one for nine to 14-year-olds because we're dealing with very different animals, very different brains. Totally. And also the way that they learn, what they care about, it, it changes. So with the preteens, we definitely use more social learning. Like I have a lot of other preteens sharing their experiences. I talk about Steph Curry, Ariana Grande, you know, the TikTok stars who are meditating because, you know, at that age, we're so socially influenced and we just want to know if the cool kids are doing it. Right, Versus right. The younger kids, it's much more playful and creative. And it's me and Z-Bunny, who's my, my adorable bunny puppet co-star. Basically, Z-Bunny's training to be a superhero. So that's why I love you, you use the example with the basketball players, because the thing I love about Ziva and like one of my missions with this course is to 
take any of the stigma and weirdness around meditation out and just be like, look, this is a tool to help you do whatever you love better. So if you're into dance, great. This is going to help you be a better dancer. If you're into cooking, amazing. You're going to be more intuitive and creative when you're cooking. If you're into sports, well, guess what? <laughs> guess what every Olympian and every professional athlete does? Mm-hmm. You know, At a minimum, they're visualizing, but most of them are also doing a daily meditation practice. And so I think if... Like the worst way to approach this as a parent would be like, oh, you're stressed, you're anxious, there's something wrong with you, we need to do meditation to fix it. Because mm-hmm. our kids are perfect, they're born perfect. It's them trying to conform into our systems and our society that makes them separate from themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like you said, you know, it's so important that we give them the tools to reach inside themselves, to play this internal game, to hold on to their authenticity, even as their brain state and their brain waves change through adolescence and adulthood. Yeah. There's so much pressures, especially with school and and conforming. And if you're not good at math and science and, or let's say history or something like that, then you're not good at anything. And, And that's really unfair because that's them trying to conform. And you can see a lot of kids are really struggling with that because we have kids coming in that have all these amazing gifts and they're not getting tapped into. And that would create anxiety, right? Like if you knew you were meant for something else and somebody kept telling you, no, you're not, that would create anxiety and, and disassociation and things like that. So we don't want that. I know you said that you, you're hoping this is going to impact children for a whole generation. So what, what, what kind of things are you doing in order to help get this out there? You know, what can we do as listeners or, you know, anybody who's uh, hearing this? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking that. So I'll start with my magic wand scenario is like why. So we spent two years creating this course way before the pandemic, you know, because I was like, look, I'm an expert at teaching adults to meditate. Teaching kids is a different sport. And that was my hesitance, to be honest. I was like, I, I like being good at what I do and I don't want to put subpar stuff out there. The whole reason I even entertained it was because I didn't think there was anything good enough for my kid out there. And so it was like, I want this to be the best. So I really did get like, I mean, we got Dr. Shafali, who's Oprah's parenting expert. We have a Harvard psychologist, as you said, a writer, puppeteer, and puppet builder from Sesame Street. So I mean, it really is like the mod squad of folks, and I'm so proud of it. But we spent so much care because we wanted to equip an entire generation with the tools to feel and process their emotions in real time. And that might seem like a simple goal, but most of us as adults have been trained since infancy to not feel our feelings. Mm -hmm. It's like, shh, don't cry, have a bottle. Shh, don't cry, have a toy, have an iPad, have some Facebook, have a video game, have some pills, but don't feel, Mm -hmm. right? Like your pain is causing me pain and I don't have the emotional resilience to handle it. So I'm going to try and suppress your feelings. And we don't even, even the most well-intentioned parents are still doing it because I know now, like once I became a mom, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's heartbreaking. (laughs) Like to watch your kid in pain is devastating. And so of course you want to quote unquote fix it. But the thing I'm trying to teach both adults and children is that sometimes there's nothing to fix right? That again, they're born perfect and that feelings, even big ones, even negative ones, quote unquote, even intense ones are part of the human experience. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the space and the safety to express them and to feel them, then they have to go underground. And to your point, that unexpressed emotion later on in life can lead to addiction, chronic inflammation, chronic disease. And if we're not able to process that trauma, then we, we hold on to it for a lifetime versus like, okay, something intense happened. 
I feel safe. I know that my family is supporting me. I'm going to express this right now. And then I don't have to carry it with me in my cells. And so that's what like, stop right there. You said, I don't have to carry it in my cells. So a lot of people really challenge this idea that we keep this trauma in ourselves, but you would agree, right? That it is scientifically proven to be in our cells and our makeup until we release it. Right. One zillion percent. <laughs> okay, good. Like, I mean, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but I have taught 50,000 people to meditate. I have seen thousands and thousands and thousands of times over that people come in and they learn a meditation practice like Ziva. And look, Ziva is not an app. Okay. This is not like a cute guided visualization for your brain where you're thinking about waterfalls and chakras. Like that's all fine, but Ziva is not a joke. Like this thing goes in and it, it heals you on a cellular level, meaning that most, and so just a quick lesson here, when, what most people call meditation, I would actually call mindfulness. So the apps, the YouTube videos, the guided visualizations, anytime you're activating your prefrontal cortex or directing your focus, I would put that in the category of mindfulness, which is great. It's great at dealing with your stress in the now and creating a state change. The meditation portion of Ziva is very powerful and it's creating healing from stress from your past. Okay, so mindfulness, stress, and then now meditation, healing stress from your past. Well, what does that mean? It's a great it distinction. Every time you've ever gone into fight or flight, it's left an open window on your brain machine. I think this is relevant. By the time we're 20 years old, the average adult is 20 years old. We have about 10 million of those open windows on our brain computer that those are called premature cognitive commitments. And over time, when you have too many op windows open on your brain, it slows you down. It's why stress is making us all stupid, sick, and slow. It's yeah. why you can't find your keys when they're in your hand, when you're rushing to get out the door, right? So what this style of meditation does is that it goes in and it de-excites the nervous system. And when you de-excite something, you create order. And when you create order in your body, you can go in and close down all those old irrelevant stress windows, which leaves you with more computing power and more physical energy for the task at hand. Right. So that's sort of the, that's the analogy version, but yes, we do know that trauma is stored in, in our tissues. Like, you know, and my nerdy dad joke is like, it's better to have this stuff in your tissues and like cry it out than it is for <laughs> this stuff in your physical cellular totally. tissue. Yeah. 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 And like, to just further verify your point, we know that stress now can be passed down like physiologically, epigenetically, at least two generations. I've seen the papers on that. There are hypotheses around seven generations, but I haven't actually seen papers to prove that yet. So, so yeah, we're talking about dealing with your stress in this lifetime, but also what you're handing down to your kids and dealing with what you've inherited from your parents. Right. I love that analogy that you're saying about all those open windows. It, I started laughing because I keep tabs, so many tabs open, and then it's eventually starts to run my system slow. And I'm like, which tab is it? <laughs> I go to try to close it. But that's what that's what happens is like one of those tabs is really hijacking you in your brain and your body and making you distracted and not feeling the things that you need to feel as so you close that out. And meditation is a way to do that. I love that analogy. That's so awesome. Yeah. And the reality is, even if it's not just one tab, like if you had 10 million, I mean, imagine typing an email with 10 million open tabs, your cursor is going to be a hundred spaces behind. Uh -huh. And that's why people see this big return on investment with meditation, because it's like, they get smarter, they get faster. You can actually increase your IQ by 12 points. You can increase your performance. This is a thing called the tripartite performance variability test, which is really just a fancy way of saying that meditators can perform tasks quickly, accurately, and all while remaining calm 
calm, 40% better than non-meditators. And so next time you're talking to your son, watching a game, being like, hey, look at his internal game. It's like, well, that's because he's doing these mental exercises that are making him 40% better at performance. Right. And so this is really what I recommend adults or parents say to their kids. I call it the Popeye effect, where it's like Popeye got a whole generation of kids to eat spinach, not because they love spinach, but because they thought it would give them big muscles. Mm -hmm. And so this is how we want to approach meditation with our children. Like, don't be like, you need to meditate because I want you to meditate or it's really good for you. It's like, oh, you love video games? Great. Guess what's going to make you better at video games? This Mm -hmm. meditation game. That's right. Yeah. Whatever is going to work. Right. Yeah. And, and I would say many generations have been inspired by Popeye because I still, my son still thinks if he eats it, he goes like this. What Did it increase yet? Yes. When he eats spinach, he does the Popeye arm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And even last night, yet before his bath, he was like walking in. He was like, oh my gosh, I love he's it. I so love cute. it. Yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> So there were so many things that you were saying in there that is so important. And, you know, personally speaking, I know the value of meditation. I've been meditating for six year, 16 years, excuse me. And one of the things that happens, and we were kind of talking about this before we got started, which is when we start to address those 10 million tabs that are open and we close them out, our truth comes in because those tabs aren't really the tabs that are serving us or those holes in in the the computer system. So what comes in is our truth. And then that's, for me, my gift started opening up because I became more true to myself. And a lot of people ask me, like, how do you, how are you so clear as a psychic? Like, how do you know? And how can you read these things? And I really believe the more that I dove into myself and healing myself, the more I can see, first of all, who I'm not, you know, because other people's expectations can get in my space and I can feel that right away. So that is easier. But also I can recognize where there's sadness and trauma and I have only compassion for that, you know, because I, I'm not getting triggered. I'm not getting hijacked. So a lot of times, you know, we, we hear hurt people, hurt people, but if we heal ourselves, we can hold space, quote unquote, you know, for other people, because we're not being triggered in the moment. We're not like, oh yeah, I've got all that unresolved trauma as well. Like, and let's cry it out or, you know, which would be good and cathartic, but we want to try to get to the next step, which is to not have that stuff happen, you know, or, or take care of it in the moment so that like our childhood isn't brought to our future and we're not living from our, you know, traumas. We're living from our truth. That's, that's yes. really what I want. And thank you for saying that so beautifully, because that is really my, my set, my tertiary dream for Ziva kids. And it, so because like in the course, yes, I teach the kids to meditate, but there's also a training for adults. And it's basically exactly what you just said, because m- so many of us were not taught how to process our own emotions. And then, like you just said, if you then see your child in pain, how can that not trigger your pain, especially if you have unresolved stuff? And so if you are running on empty, if you are feeling fragile and triggered and then your kid is having a tantrum, you quite simply are not going to be a safe space for them. Like Mm -hmm. your kid is going to feel like they have to be brave. They have to be strong because they can feel your emotional fragility. Mm -hmm. And this is not to stress people out or make anyone feel guilty. It's just really a call up. It's a call to, hey, we all have a lot of healing work to do, all of us. And the more we can focus on our own emotional resilience as parents, the more we're going to create an air of safety and spaciousness for our kids to be able to process whatever they need to process, just like we would with any other adult. And, and so like the sort of real life example, 
we did a beta test and then I did a zoom with some parents afterwards. And the woman, a woman came on a mom and she was like, Emily, I don't know what to do. Like I, we did it. We did the whole course and my daughter, she's nine and she was getting really frustrated. She was trying to put something back together and she was getting angry. And and I came up to her and I was like, just do your breathing. Like, remember the belly balloon breathing. And I was, and I was like, hang on. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I was like, imagine you being really upset about something, calling your best friend, just needing to vent, just needing to have a catharsis. And your friend is like, well, just do some breathing. I was like, that would likely feel very dismissive, very disrespectful. And so instead, it's like meditation is not meant to be a pain pill for our kids. It's it's meant to, like dream case, the parents develop their own level of resilience. They can sit in and yes, hold space. And I mean that term for real, hold space for their kid. And then once they've moved through the catharsis and the kid has had time to process, then you can ask your kid, hey, how would you love to feel right now? And they might feel like safe, happy, fun. And then you can ask them, well, can you think of any tools that might help us to get there? Right. And that's really what Ziva Kids does. It gives your kid a whole bunch of tools that they can use to regulate into feeling more creative, more kind, more brave once they've had the spaciousness to feel whatever it is that they're feeling. And that's a really important distinction because the last thing I want is for parents to start to use this as like a, a pain pillar, a numbing tool. Mm. It's when you brought that up, it's so interesting because I was thinking about, you know, the word resilience, I absolutely love. It's like the word of the future, 2021, 2022, whatever. We're all going to be need to be resilient, right? Because of what we've gone through this past year. Rerouting our rerouting, excuse me, our thoughts is going to become necessary. Uh, You know, generally in life, it's really important, but also just trying to see the good and focus on the good is going to be important. Mm -hmm. And with that chick that, or sorry, that young girl who was struggling and the mom, you know, what we can also really focus on is like how you were saying, you know, where do you find joy? Like, how can we look at this in a different way? You know, and, and then that causes the parasympathetic nervous system to come online. You're out of that fight or flight state. And then you can start to see the other options that are available. It's like, oh, I didn't even see that piece that was sitting over there if she's doing a puzzle. You know, that the rerouting of the thoughts is so important because it really does change the brain, the the state of the body and thus creates this magic that almost is like, oh, wow, where did that piece come from? You know, and and you're like, oh, where did that idea come from? Right. I can do that. Yeah, exactly. So interestingly, like, so one of the first things we do, and I'm happy to like share some tools that people could use with their kids right out of the gate. But like one of the first things we do in both the little kids and the preteens, like we do, we do like a song and dance and it's like, shake, shake, shake it up, baby. And we go through like all parts of the body because it's fun. It's like a silly dance, but also animals, when they experience trauma, they shake it off. Like that's what they do to get out of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. And so we do that with our bodies and it's fun. It's energizing. It gets us into joy. And it's also helping to release any old traumas. And then what we do with the preteens is I have them go through and actually do, I call it squeeze me, but they're basically just like, it's like, hugging yourself where you go through and squeeze every part of your body. And that's just a nice physical way to get all this energy circulating in the brain and get it down into the body, into more joy, more possibility. That's an awesome tool because I personally, as a healer, when I'm working with somebody, sometimes my body will just go, (laughs) and I'm shaking off that energy. What else would you say that we could do? 
Yeah. Well, well, first of all, how do you get your kid to meditate? Like, because that's a bit tricky. Like, how do we get the kid to the program? Because we know the value of it. Like, obviously, we've been talking about it for, you know, a while now. So what can we do? How do we get them to sit down? Because I want to get my kid to sit down and he's into this stuff. So it's not that big of a leap, but I still think it would be a little bit challenging. Remind me how old he is. He's six and a half. Okay, perfect. What I wanted to do in this course is like take the pressure off. Like I don't want parents to have to be the meditation police. And I certainly don't want parents to have to be the meditation salespeople, right? Because it's like, (laughs) you have enough on your plate. You're already dealing with a zillion things. And that's why we spent so much time trying to make this so entertaining. So as I mentioned, I used to be on Broadway. I used to sing and dance and act for a living. Z Bunny is freaking hilarious. And so what I would recommend is don't even sell it. Like just when you're making dinner, just press play. If you're coloring, just press play on the video and like let the kid come to it. Or, you know, if you're a household that's limiting screen time or limiting videos, it's like, okay, well, this is the, this is the only video time you can have today. And then just see if they like it. And Mm -hmm. and if they don't like it, I would not recommend like pushing it, but then the best thing you can do is clean your own house. Like lead by example, Mm -hmm. you keep meditating, you keep inviting them in to join you versus like the, like forcing it on them. So it's like maybe a week later you play the video again or be like, Hey, I'm going to meditate. Do you want to join me? I'll close my eyes. You can watch this video. Um, so it's just real gentle. It's real easy. And ideally we're letting them come to it. When you talk about it, I would very much, if you're going to sell it, figure out whatever it is that they love most in the world. And if it's honest, if it's true, explain how meditation can help with that thing. And here's the reality. Stress does make us stupid, sick, and slow. And so there's almost nothing that being smart, fast, and healthy is not going to. present, really present. Yeah, really, truly present. And what we teach inside Aziva Kids is tools to be more brave, more creative, and more kind. And so that's another thing that parents could look for is like, when in my days would my kid benefit from being brave? When in, in their day would they value being kind? When in their day would they value being creative? And then you could highlight, you know, that's exactly what this course is teaching you. And, you know, sometimes if people are in homeschool or virtual learning, there is already like a, like a social or emotional curriculum. And so you might want to suggest it to your school to be like, hey, have you thought about this seven days for our social and emotional curriculum? Or if you're homeschooling, this is what you just, this is what you decide. You're the teacher. So this is now on the, on the roster. Yeah. So what, what are the, the, like as a parent here, I would like to introduce it to my son's school, obviously. So are you, what, what is the licensing? I guess we could talk about that privately, but I mean, for anybody out there who's also wondering, like, how do I get this into my school? Yeah. So we made it super easy because that's, we know that this is going to grow in like a grassroots way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the feedback that we're getting is outrageous. Like people are, they're writing, Z Bunny has his own email address and he's getting (laughs) fan mail. Like people are coloring him pictures. Like, so people, it's really working. And And the thing that most people are surprised about is they're like, oh my God, I can't believe my kid is actually meditating. Like they're just like a little floored inside of the course. I have a letter to your um, guidance counselor, a letter to your principal, a letter for your parents groups so that we've just templatized it that you can put in your experience. Hey, my six and a half year old son, this is what happened to him. And you just forward it on to the administrator at your school and then we'll handle all the back end stuff. Okay, cool. So for my son, actually, one of the things other than he knows that my wife meditates, I meditate. He is all about it because of Star Wars. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
So, I mean, if you're out there and your kid, you think I can't get him involved in it, just talk about Star Wars and how they are Jedis and all that kind of stuff. So here's some pro tips on that front. Like one, anytime (laughs) you meditate, tell your kid, oh, sorry, mommy can't talk right now. She's training to be a Jedi, right? So it's like you just, you, when you're meditating, you're like, I'm doing my Jedi training now, right? And then they see like, oh, cool. Mom's a Jedi. I want to be a Jedi. (laughs) And then also fun fact my teacher's teacher was actually, so Yoda was based on my teacher's teacher. Oh, wow. So, you know, you could be like, Ooh. hey, did you know that Emily is like in the Yoda lineage? <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I'm totally going to tell him that. He'll believe it. He, you great. Know, I mean, it's true. not not true. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I know. Exactly. He will ask me about Yoda and how old he is and if he's still alive and things like that. So I don't really, I didn't watch the new one. So I don't, I'm, I've missed the baby Yoda phenomenon. So I, I got to like, that whole timeline is a little mysterious to me. Yeah. But. Honestly, to be honest, I have not really watched any one of them all the way through. So I'm just going to admit that. <laughs> Oh my God, I'll tell them for the real Star Wars fans, I'll make them cringe right now. I was on the way to see like one of the newer ones and I'm like on the car right there. I'm like in, the, <laughs> I'm in there and I'm with someone who's like a massive Star Wars fan. I was like, hey, could you just give me like the quick recap, <laughs> like 10 minutes away from the movie theater? And he was like, I, I want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> like you can't do a 10 minute recap no. on the entire Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> no, definitely not. Thanks for playing. Oh my God, that's funny. So anyway, thank you for all of this amazing information. And thank you so much for developing this product because like, uh, first of all, it's 200, right? For the, the course. It's 199 for the first kid and then $99 for each additional kid. And then we do within 30 days. It, so there are different courses, right? And one is with the puppet and one is more preteen. So if you have say a seven-year-old who's going on 30, you might want to put them into the preteen course. And conversely, if you have a nine-year-old who really loves puppets and is super like imaginative still, mm-hmm. they might enjoy the other one. So within 30 days, you can switch back and forth. So I just don't want people to feel like, oh no, I've committed to the wrong one. Like we want you to be happy. We want you meditating. We wanted to make it really accessible for folks. Yeah. So is there anywhere where you want them to find you at? I mean, I know you've got lots of different places that you're out. Yeah. I mean, I would say the best place is zivameditation.com. And then the kids course is just zivameditation.com slash kids. And then we're all over social media at zivameditation. And yeah, I'm just so, I just love it so much. (laughs) I'm such a nerd um, because I just, I feel really passionately about it. And now you know, when you work on something for a long time and then you get to see people's reactions and you can't really believe it's out there. And that's kind of the phase I'm in right now. So I'm just loving like kids dancing with Z Bunny and kids meditate. Like a photo of a five-year-old meditating is a heart explosion that I didn't know I needed in my life. But- I know. I know when I hear kids say, I love and accept myself in unison when I'm teaching them tapping. It's just so beautiful. Like that's it, right? Like that's it. Like all of our world's problems come from our inability to love and accept ourselves. Right. So thank you for teaching that to kids. Yeah, you're welcome. Actually watching your video on forgiveness, I was like, love and acceptance is forgiveness, forgiveness of the self and where you're at. And that's why I feel like it's so transformative as well. So, and and I tell everybody, I started out with meditation and, you know, I worked my way up to EFT. Several years later, I found the tool and used it. But, you know, you can use this all in combination with each other. Like it's all 
a lot more available than it was back then, at least, if that's how it feels. Well, and also I would say that if you're into tapping and you have those tools, and certainly if your kid has those tools, I think they would be 100% complementary to each other. Because even for children, when they start Ziva, there can be a bit of a catharsis, like emotional and physical purge that happens. And tapping through that is a really beautiful way to expedite that and to make sure that it all comes up and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. You are so beautiful, such a beautiful light in this world, bringing so much joy to all these kids and hopefully a healthier generation. I hope so. Yes, from your lips to God's ears. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show, website or other platforms, including text, images, audio or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.